0: Hi, everybody. It's Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. I hope you're doing well. Let's take a quick tour through the life of Julia, uh, of um, the Barack Obama campaign that recently came out. Really, really quite a fascinating, fascinating insight into the way that political manipulation works. So this is how a woman is affected by Barack Obama's policies, assuming that he is president for the next, um, say, 70 or 80 years. (laughs) So the first slide is uh, at the age of three, Julia. Under President Obama, Julia is enrolled in a Head Start program to help get her ready for school. Because of steps President Obama has taken to improve programs like this one, Julia joins thousands of students across the country who will start kindergarten ready to learn and succeed. One of the major themes of this political campaign is that you don't need a dad if you have a state. Barack Obama has a harem of approximately 150 million women uh, who he can parent very effectively. He can help get them ready for school. Uh, Because, you know, one group that used to actually get children ready for school to, to get ready to learn were parents. But I guess Julia's parents aren't around. They're probably out at the tax farms working away to make sure that the government coffers are filled so that they can use that as collateral to sell off children like Julia to foreign bankers. But... This is the way that it works. Now, of course, the Head Start thing um, is a complete lie. It's a complete lie. This has been going on since the 60s. Hundreds of billions of dollars poured into this nonsense. A contract to study the actual results results of Head Start was issued in 1998 by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Uh, Links are below. By 2006, wow, eight years to analyze some data. That's pretty fast for the government. You know, those abacuses can really give you some blisters. By 2006, work on data for kindergarten and first grade students was completed and made available to the Department of Health and Human Services. The results remained buried in the bureaucracy, however, even as Bush and Obama successfully pumped increasingly more billions of tax dollars into Head Start. But now the results are finally available. As Brookings Whitehurst explains, the study found that Head Start, quote, has no demonstrable impact on students' academic socio-emotional or health status at the end of first grade. No demonstrable impact. No wonder release was delayed for several years as, quote, contractors were pushed to try different analytic techniques in the hope that something positive for Head Start could be found. (sighs) Head Start is a bust. But the bureaucracies who manage it, bureaucrats who manage it, zealously protect it as politicians in both parties lavishly fund it. And Head Start is just one of 69 closely related federal federal preschool programs that now consume more than $25 billion annually. That's quite impressive. And so under Mitt Romney, according to this Life of Julia slide, the Romney-Ryan plan Ryan budget would cut programs like Head Start by 20%, meaning that programs would offer 200,000 fewer slots per year. Uh, This is part of a general lie that you will hear from the government. Whenever they talk about cutting a government program by 20%, they automatically translate that into 20% less service provided to, to the citizens. Which is, of course, implying, though not stating, that there is zero waste, zero fat, zero excessive overhead, no excessive bureaucrats, no private Mandarin fiefdoms, that it's all going, you see, directly, directly to the recipients you know 80% of every dollar that's spent on welfare in America goes to the bureaucrats 20% maybe trickles down to the poor and so really you could cut about 78% of it and still have the same amount of funding to the poor but what they say is oh well if you're going to cut me by 5% you're cutting to the poor by 5% because they really care about the poor and not so much the truth So, for those of us with strong stomachs, let's follow Julia forward 17 years. And what is going on in Julia's life? Under President Obama, Julia takes the SAT and is on track to start her college application. Her high school is part of the Race to the Top program implemented by President Obama. Their new college and career-ready standards mean Julia can take the classes she needs to do well. You see, President Obama has recently, over the, first, over the last year or two, has implemented this program to make sure that students in high schools are actually taking classes that will help them do well. See, we've only had, you see, we've only had government education for about 150 or 160 years. And at 160 years and two 162 years, you see, now we've finally got it figured out that we need to implement classes that will help the children to do well. This is something that is... Ugh, it's so astounding that nobody points this out, that every time they say we have made a vast improvement in a government program, they are damning everything that came beforehand as ridiculously incompetent. And So what are they saying? For the last 160 years, they've been enrolled in classes that they don't need to do well or the classes that make them do badly? It's like every time they put icing on this cake, they just remind you that it's a shit sandwich all the way down to the root. Uh, The Romney-Ryan budget would cut funding for public education to pay for tax cuts for millionaires. (laughs) Cut funding for public education. Can you imagine? Say, back in the 1960s, when government spending was about 15 to 20% what it is now, remember how nobody got educated? They all just had to learn by... uh, doing hieroglyphics and cave paintings and attempting to write uh, on the surface of a lake. Oh, it's tragic and horrible. Um, so, you know, if they're really concerned about um, spending in education, I've got an idea, I've got a suggestion, I've got something that might help. In 2008, uh, government public sector unions spent almost half a trillion, trillion dollars, getting Obama elected to protect their unholy gains and their massive... 40 percent or more wage increase over those in the private sector and maybe we could take some of that union money because the unions obviously care so much about the kids and the, the service recipients of their wonderful benevolence and so just take some of that money and maybe use it to providing better services to us you know the parents whose kids are trapped in these horrible institutions half a trillion dollars 400 billion a million or more give it a shot why not It's never going to happen So, now she's 18 years old. Ah, Julia. And and Julia lives a life of peculiar isolation, you see. She doesn't have parents who have saved for her education. She doesn't have a dad who's going to sit her down and say, hey, what is it you want to do with your life? Let me help guide you uh, towards the right courses. Let's go talk to people. Let's figure these things out. She is like a test tube baby with no family. Her family is mentioned once in a very interesting way down the road. But you see, this is the reality. If you lack community you become dependent on the state. The state displaces community. The state displaces friendly societies and voluntarism and charity and puts itself as the sole provider of that which can only, only be provided by communities. Under President Obama, as she prepares for her first semester of college, Julia and her family qualify for President Obama's American Opportunity Tax Credit worth up to $10,000 over four years. Julia is also one of millions of students who receive a Pell Grant to help put a college education within reach. I don't know if many women have been unbelievably insulted by this campaign. If not, they should be, and their lack of insult is itself a genuine insult. Where do the people think that this money is coming from? Do does, does you think that Obama is going to dip deep into his um, khakis and pull out from his skinny bottom the uh, $10,000 and just hand it to you? No, he's got no money. Uh, Government has no money. Where is all of this money coming from? Well, it's coming from Julia. It's coming from Julia's family, if she has any, if she's not some bizarre test tube baby. It's coming from her future. It's coming from her future children. It's coming from her community. It's being sucked out, uh, soaked up like a sponge by a massive amount of bureaucracy, and then you get a few drops that come back. And... It's just quite amazing. It's such an insult to women's intelligence to be told that they can have stuff for free from the state. I mean, it, anyway. So let's have a look at her at the age of 22. During college, Julia undergoes surgery. It is thankfully covered by her insurance due to a provision in healthcare reform that lets her stay on her parents' coverage until she turns 26. Wow. It's um, it's actually not covered by her insurance. This is, again, the, the lack of economic intelligence of this is not surprising. But the fact that not more people have picked up on it is, well, who am I kidding? Not that surprising. But um, uh, your insurance does not cover your healthcare costs. Your insurance premiums, it's quite different. Your insurance premiums cover your healthcare costs. And... So one of the reasons that Julia's parents, if they exist, don't have the money to send Julia to school is because their insurance premiums are so high because they have to keep insuring people uh, past a quarter century. And also, in what sane economic universe would insurance for a young, healthy 20... How old is she? A young, healthy 22-year-old be cheaper... Uh, Sorry, be more expensive than for her parents. In other words, if I can stay, my parents, maybe her parents are like 55 or whatever, right? So in what sane economic universe is it cheaper for a 22-year-old not to get their own health insurance, but rather to get the health insurance of her parents who are much older? Well, of course, in a state-controlled, state-protected cartel monopoly bullshit system, which is the U.S. with uh, private funding and public profits. Mmm, the textbook definition of fascism. In that universe, it's like saying uh, health—sorry, in- uh, life insurance should be way cheaper for people who are 55 than it should be for people who are 20. <laughs> Alright, so as she scales up in years, 23, how is she doing at the age of 23? Well... <laughs> So, under freedom, under President Obama, because of steps like the Lily Ledbetter Fair Pay Act, Julia is one of millions of women across the country who knows that she'll always be able to stand up for her right to equal pay. She starts her career as a web designer. <laughs> in what universe do you have to go to a four-year college and accumulate twenty dollars to $30,000 in debt To be a web designer? Is Notepad that difficult to open? Is a couple of codes in that too difficult to open, too difficult to figure out? Is learning on the job too hard to figure out? So let's say average web designer salary, you know, 40, 50, 60K, depending on where you are, low end when you're starting. Um, So let's say she could have got an average of 50 to 60K, which means that her four year college degree at 50K a year has cost her $200,000 in lost income. And she's going to graduate, if she's an average U.S. student, with about $25,000, 26000 in debt, which, if she's got a 6.8 interest rate, is going to take her about 10 years to pay off at about 300 bucks a month or 15% or 20% of her after-tax salary every month. She's going to end up paying about $10,000 in interest. That's why the student loans are so profitable to people because they're underwritten by the government and you can't get out of them through bankruptcy. So this is really not a very good economic proposition for her give up $200,000 in income and have the lowered entry-level salary rise for the rest of her career. Yeah, I know that there's benefits to having a college degree. I would not say necessarily for a web designer, but hey. (sighs) And of course, this is also insulting. See... Women can, women are, first of all, the idea that women are not doing well in society is ridiculous. Women, a majority of college graduates, um, women are doing very well, highly represented, overrepresented relative to men in the professions. Their scores in just about every aspect of education are better because over the past 20 years, all of the education efforts have been focused on, on women and girls. So the idea that they sort of these trembling, delicate lily pads uh, and, and hibiscus have to go out in the marketplace and can't conceivably negotiate for themselves for good pay, but need to wave, uh, you know, angry Obama faces at people to get them to pay them a decent wage is uh, ridiculous. Uh, women, uh, college aged women uh, who have the same length of time in the workforce in similar fields almost, on almost exactly what college aged men earn. The reason that women earn less overall is because they have children, they stay home, they work part-time, and this is where the average is. If you compare apples to apples, they're almost exactly the same size. So again, not only do women not need this, but it's insulting to women to say, well, you need big laws to be able to negotiate for yourselves. Ah, so now she graduates at the age of 25. Under President Obama, after graduation, Julia's federal student loans are more manageable since President Obama capped income-based federal student loan payments and kept interest rates low. Wow, he's magical, isn't he? (laughs) She makes her payments on time every month, keeping her on the track to repay her student loans. Well, why are her student loans so expensive? Why is college so expensive? With all the technology that has grown and increased over the past 20 years, uh, why is it still so expensive to get a few basic facts between your ears? because there's been all of this subsidies and, and money that's been handed to these universities, and so they've gone on a hog spending spree, overpaying professors, setting up fiefdoms, uh, uh, renovating buildings. I mean, <laughs> of course they're going to spend more. If a guy wins the lottery, he doesn't switch to, uh, to skim milk. Anyway. At the age of 27, uh, Julia gets horny. Under President Obama for the past four years, <laughs> Julia has worked full-time as a web designer. Thanks to Obamacare, her health insurance is required to cover birth control and preventive care, letting Julia focus on her work rather than worry about her health. Now, I understand women with endometriosis, women who have particular issues, may need birth control to control medical issues, minority of the population. Birth control is not a health issue. Repeat after me, birth control is not a health issue. Birth control is a fun issue, for the most part, for most women and for most men. And the idea that insurance should cover birth control is a bribe, is a mere bribe to women. And women should be insulted at being bribed. Women should be insulted at being bribed. But, of course, Obama is playing to his base, right? I mean, majority of women vote for Obama, except for married women. Single women and single moms vote for Democrats. And married women uh, tend to vote Republican, uh, it's not massive, but it's significant, the difference here. And we'll get into why in a moment. At the age of 31, under President Obama, <laughs> Julia decides to have a child. Well, I guess we can at least figure out what position they were in. Under President Obama, Julia decides to have a child. Throughout her pregnancy, she benefits from maternal checkups, prenatal care, and free screenings under health care reform. Yeah, free stuff is nice. But it's not free. And, of course, it only takes a moment's thought. But the Democrats, I mean, the Republicans appeal to baser instincts in other areas, but the Democrats really do appeal to the baser greedy instincts, the entitlement instincts. Why can she not get money from her husband's income to pay for this? Because Julia, you see, is deciding to have a child. This is the code, single motherhood, single motherhood, single motherhood. This is the key. If you don't see single motherhood, you do not see society in the West. You do not see the majority of the dysfunctions of society in the West. What about under President Obama, Julia decides to have a child in consultation with her husband? Or Julia and her husband decide to have a child? No. See? President Obama, like squeaky keen, no crumbs in the beer Jesus, is going to be the perfect boyfriend, husband, and lover and take care of all your needs, my lady. It's ridiculous. At the age of 37, Julia's son, Zachary, starts kindergarten. The public school in their neighborhood uh, have better facilities and great teachers because of President Obama's investments in education and programs like Race to the Top. But, you see, (laughs) Julia doesn't have the choice about which school her son goes to because Obama has, as a result of being bought off by the teachers' unions, has viciously fought against any choice for parents in where they send their school to kids, in fact their kids to school. In fact, parents have been going to jail for um, pretending to come from other districts to try and get to better schools. And one of the causes of the housing crash was that people were desperate to get into good neighborhoods with good schools. That means spending a lot of money on real estate. That means buying houses maybe you can't afford in the long run, maybe because you want to get your kids into decent public schools. The idea that public schools uh, somehow even out the playing field between rich and poor is a dangerous utopian delusion. Public schools are one of the biggest sustainers of the class system. Listen, I'm telling you, I went to a very ritzy boarding school in England, and I went to a pretty low-rent public school in Canada, and I've gone to just about every kind of school in between. Almost nothing reinforces the existing class system more, more than the existing school system, which is why you can you can almost find no Democrat politicians who've ever sent their children to public school. See, public school is for the plebs. Uh, it is to keep the underclass the underclass. It is to keep the underclass who will work from less from competing with the managerial class who want to maintain all of their income. Uh, it is nothing to do with egalitarianism. Anybody who's for the public school system is against the poor. At the age of 42... Under President Obama, Julia starts her own web business. She qualifies for a small business administration loan, giving her the money she needs to invest in her business. President Obama's tax cuts for small businesses like Julia's help to get her started. She's able to hire employees, creating new jobs in her town and helping to grow the economy. See, when the government provides you a tax break, if they don't cut their spending accordingly, all they're doing is taxing someone else. If the government gives you a loan and doesn't cut its spending somewhere else, then all the government is doing is taking that money from someone else. You understand? It's like a level playing field. If you've got a hill in a fixed environment, you've damn well got a crater somewhere else. You've got a hill here, you've got a valley here. Whatever you scoop out here and put over here, I mean, <laughs> it's like uh, if I were to teach my daughter that, see, you can make a sandcastle and none of the sand around where you make the sandcastle will be any lower. be <laughs> like, She's three, and she'd be like, Dad, that's not right. Uh, But it takes a lot of propaganda to miss these basics. Government has no money. The government has no money. The government has no money. It's either going to give her the loan by printing money, which enslaves her son, uh, or it's going to borrow the money from China uh, and thus enslaves her son, or it's going to take it from someone else, thus causing jobs to be destroyed somewhere else. It's only a selfish, narcissistic monster who would look at this and say, Oh, great, well, I get a loan, and there's no cost to anyone, and there's no harm to anyone. I want to start my own business, so I'm gonna take this money. Oh, the bank won't give it to me because I don't have a good business plan. I'll go to the government and get it at the point of a gun. It takes a special kind of narcissistic asshole to take stuff from the government and claim to have no clue that it's being ripped out of somebody else's pocket at gunpoint, and usually the unborn, where it's unbelievably predatory. Sixty-five years old, under President Obama. Still, <laughs> the man is like a vampire. Uh, Julia enrolls in Medicare, helping her to afford preventative care and the prescription drugs she needs. Yeah. Free stuff is nice until it's no longer free and it all collapses. At the age of 67, out of President Obama, Julia retires after years of contributing to Social Security. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, are they still telling this complete lie that people contribute to Social Security? There's nothing there. There's IOUs. It's a blank, empty, dusty cupboard. There's nothing in it. It's an empty bank vault that isn't even worth what a bank vault is worth. There's this idea that, that you contribute, that it goes somewhere in a lockbox, and then you get it back later. Oh, my God. Anybody who claims to believe that is too dumb to be trusted with money. After years of contributing to Social Security, she receives monthly benefits that help her retire comfortably without worrying that she'll run out of savings. This allows her to volunteer at a community garden. Oh, my God. Are we really going to appeal to women that way? To volunteer at a community garden? Is that where women's ambitions are after 40 years or 50 years of feminism? Ugh. You know, what about... um, going to the third world to help people? What about teaching people how to hang glide? What about writing a great novel? She's like, no, I'm going to volunteer at a community garden. Oh, it's embarrassing. From cracking down on gender discrimination in healthcare costs to fighting for equal pay, President Obama is standing up for women throughout their lives. So, and, and this is not considered patriarchal at all. You don't worry, honey. We're going to pass a law that's going to make sure you get what you deserve. And we're going to give you all this free stuff. Don't you worry your pretty little head about where it's coming from. we got it all covered for you. We're going to get you your birth control so you can go out and sex it up the way that you like. We're going to take your kids in real early. We're going to take them away from you real early so you can run on back and pay us some taxes through getting some work done. You know, you don't have to worry about dealing with a bank or any of these other finically kind of financial people. Yeah, we'll give you a nice loan, pat, pat, pat. We'll take care of you there. Don't you worry about your retirement. You give us the money, honey, and we'll take care of you. Don't you worry about that. If you get sick, we'll cover the bills. We'll be fine. Don't you worry a pretty little head about any of it. We got you covered. Everything's fine. You don't need a husband. You don't need a community. You don't need a family. you go. We've got it all covered. If a husband treated a woman... <laughs> The way that President Obama wants to treat all women, uh, he would be shouted down and the pitchforks would be thrown through his misogynistic ass for being such a discriminatory sexist pig. I mean, you can't, sometimes you can't even hold the door open for women and this guy wants to run their entire lives and everybody's cheering. Oh, it's complete madness. <laughs> it's complete madness. Anyway, I don't want to go on too long because it's just, it's quite mad and it really does show you just the degree to which, um, Ejecting dads from families, which has been done through combination of a variety of factors, including, of course, the dads themselves. Ejecting dads from families um, with kids hasn't changed the equation at all. It just means that you've got to substitute state power for a husband's benevolence. And that's really, really tragic. And you can see the effects of all of this uh, in society as a whole. But it's interesting, you know, uh, they don't mention anything about the fact that... Uh, This woman is born into hundreds of thousands of dollars of unassumed debt because of the unfunded liabilities of governments uh, around the world. I don't say Julia is born into $200,000 worth of debt, which we will never, ever pay off because of the way the system works, because we had to borrow all this money from the Chinese. And I think it is also interesting that Julia actually only has one child. One child. He's the only family that ever shows up in this is the one child. And why does he have only one child? Because they're all owned by the Chinese, and the Chinese are quite partial to their one-child policy. Stefan Molyneux out.